0: The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet 100 and get 100. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash WinBet. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. buy the college basketball experience. March Madness is heating up and you need to subscribe to the college basketball experience. It's awesome, baby. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious O.T.B. Brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby, baby. It was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms. The Wolf of Oaklawn, how's it going, everybody? I'm I'm back. I'm refreshed from my, uh, I guess, my rebel vacation where I did that thing where I just uh, ignored one of the most important races happening, uh, you know, at my main track uh, to go to Vegas, which, you know, I guess I had a good excuse. Uh, but I'm back. I'm refreshed. I'm re-energized. Uh, I've got the youth of America with me, for example. My guest, Serial Bodway, Miss Outrun the Odds on Twitter. You might know her from... Uh, such hits as uh sarah l bodway is awesome at everything sarah how's it going
1: (laughs) it's going thanks for having me back on i don't know how many uh, guest appearances this is but i want to say we're at we've at least
0: reached 10 by now right gotta be close um i gotta i really gotta think of what the gift basket for the double dig club is really gonna gonna consist of like i don't know i feel like both you and and matthew would get the wrong message if it was like a Bath and Body Works thing and like with loofahs and, you know, th- things that smell like apricot. I feel like that would be somehow be off-putting to anybody who got it. Uh, so kind of upsetting that that was the first place my mind went to. Bath time? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. So how are things in New York?
1: Uh, things are good. Just had some snow where I've been staying over the past uh, couple of days. uh, I managed to avoid snow for a whole winter and I didn't really miss it, but my time is up. So uh, it's just a part of being in the territory, but job is good. Location is good. Uh, I never changed my state ID when I did um, several years in Massachusetts and then the year in Kentucky. So I've always had the New York one.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. sting worked just one time. Now
0: I have the right ID. There we go. There we go. You took a little bit, took a little couple tries, but you finally made it happen. You're finally in the state where the government has you shackled down. Sheeple. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, so it is it is Wednesday. Uh that means it is that's right, the BBW show. Bankroll Builder Wednesday. Sarah and I are gonna look take a look at the uh the Aqueduct Friday card. That's this Friday, the third of March, 2023, year of our Lord. First post one twenty Eastern twelve twenty, God's time. Yeah, it's uh you know I, I decided I had to do an Aqueduct show uh, just for an Aqueduct week even because I mean we got the Gotham and the Gotham sometimes feels like the bastard stepchild forgotten prep race. What I mean you're you're now like officially like Team Naira like put on the put on the company cap like. Give me there. Uh, you actually are holding a company cap <laughs> at this point. Um, yeah, so pitch me the pitch me the Gotham. What do you what say you about the Gotham this year?
1: Well, the first thing that anybody's going to tell you about this year's Gotham is that we actually attracted a fairly full field of horses, including one also eligible for fifteen that could be uh, potentially competing in that race. Which for all of the complaining and the very real problems associated with having such short fields for stakes races this is a nice anomaly to see and hopefully one that can predict some trends going forward that other horses um, and connections will actually take an interest in really filling up these fields for these prep races and other stakes down the line because i think people just kind of want to see more betting options and this race from uh, the morning line that david aragona did put out today does look like an extremely interesting betting race for for Saturday, so I'm excited. Um, going to see those horses in real life, so that'll be pretty cool. I don't know who comes out of that and what they do going forwards, but um, I'll tell you that I was there.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so yeah, are are you enjoying playing Winter Dutch so far? Like, uh, it's something I I have not my eyes really haven't strayed away from like uh, Oaklawn and maybe like the the occasional like Gulfstream like card so uh do you feel just like dialed in at aqueduct right now
1: yes and no i feel as though i've always paid some extra attention to these tracks because that's kind of just the circuit that's always had my attention so i feel most familiar with it and once you get acclimated to a certain group of horses and people and you kind of just know the trends and the connections of everybody. You can stay focused on how things go there. Um, But since I've had to actually deep dive a little bit more into some of these cards, talk about them for Talking Horses or put out picks online, uh, I would say that some of these races have been a little rough so far this season. But in a way, that Handicapping Challenge is actually a, a bit of a, you know, pencil sharpener for the future. I mean, you can only look at so many 10K, 20K claimers and try to find a creative alternative to your short-priced favorite or yeah. the only horse that's dropping in class. So, it's been a nice mental exercise and, and sometimes does pay off.
0: I You know, I you bring up an excellent point here which is, this is something that I always preach, which is, I mean... It's a acquired handicapping skill to be able just to say to yourself, yeah, the chalk's going to win this race. Like that's, that's what's going to have to be able to like accept it and just be like, yeah, okay. I know what's going to happen this race. Now I have to know how to figure out how to make money off of it. As opposed to just being like, no, no, every race, every race, the, the longer price has to come in. Like be able to just say, no, no, this is, this is the race that the chalk wins. Like that is a skill that is a skill on, you know, unto itself.
1: Absolutely. And, and finding those favorites that you do lean on and you trust and the ones that you think are more vulnerable. Um, I think that being able to decipher who that's going to be in different races is absolutely valuable.
0: All right. Well, we are going to take a look at the Aqueduct Friday card. That's right. It's bankroll builder Wednesday. We've both got a hundred dollar budget. We're going to go how go through how we're going to attack this eight race card. Whenever we get back from this quick word from our sponsors, we'll be right back. WinBet is the official online sportsbook at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there's tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. March Madness is almost here, plus plenty of ways to win, getting down on the NBA, NHL, and XFL. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited state availability, and of course for DGENs only if you hit the biggest long parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet, so they know that we sent you at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, and conditions of WinBet.com. This week, 21 or older and present in the state, where playthrough WinBet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And the SGPN Merch Store continues to add new items to the store every day. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get your favorite shirts, hats, sweats, and hoodies. My personal new favorite item is all of them. I like them all. They're all witty. They're all good. And it comes just in time for March. 10% off when you spend more than $40 and use the code MADNESS. That's MADNESS. Welcome back to the Notorious O.T.V. brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's mine. I'm going to my name one more time. Check it. It's the N-O-T-O-R-I-O-S. You just lay down slow. It is Wednesday. It is the Bankroll Builder Wednesday show. If you're unfamiliar with the rules, it is every single race on the card, any race, any wager type. It's just however you best feel to spend your $100 budget. So. Sarah, Sarah and I kind of talked beforehand because I didn't want to look like a stumbling buffoon whenever I was going through this as to how are we going to attack it. Uh, she kicked it off with a, uh, a pick five that starts in race one. So uh, I'm going to let her kind of guide us through here. Uh, let's go with race one. Uh, eight furlongs, $40,000 New York bred maiden claiming race. Take her away.
1: Yeah, I think this is one of those short fields where people will kind of look at this Fairly evenly matched board with four out of the six choices and and maybe be inclined to include more horses than they might need to. And one of the horses that I feel as though will take up some real estate on a lot of people's tickets is the number six, Incantation, since this is the one that is dropping in class in for a tag for the first time and did debut in Stakes Company. But if you look at the Sire Frank conversation, this horse is yet to sire a winner from 25 offspring who have started 48 times with 4 seconds and 4 thirds. That's right, the stallion has absolutely no offspring that have won yet. So at 3 to 1, I'm not taking an 0 for 48 stat on a stallion for this horse, even though he is dropping in class, especially when the barn is not doing that hot right now either. I gravitated towards singling the number four, West Star, who is putting the blinkers on. And he's the one that has been second in his last two races. Two back going six furlongs at 18 to one versus Mama's Gold, who was that 21 and a quarter length winner of that race, who had also been in the Mariachi maiden win. That race has proved to produce a lot of next out winners or horses that have run well since the third place finisher in there, Cam Duke came back to win with a 75 bar, which was up from the 46 previously. And although he didn't get the job done last time, he did fight pretty gamely with a three to five shot who ended up winning that race. If this guy can just get out of the gate and get a little bit closer contact with the field that hopefully these blinkers will help with, I think that he's better than some other horses that are in this field, at least what we've seen from them so far.
0: You know, I, I didn't play this, this race. A lot of it had to do with that. These horses had run before, and I still had absolutely no idea who would actually really make the lead. Would it be midnight express from the rail? Possibly, but the horses never actually made the re- the lead before. Uh, a reflex play for me would have been Wonker warrior, just because it seems to be the most lightly raced horse in the field. And it's like, you're the only one that I can't definitively say sucks right now. That's, that's kind of my, my go-to angle with some of these races. Um, All right, moving on, shall we? Or is that your either here? That's it. That's the one. (laughs) All right. So moving on, let's hit race two. Seven Furlongs, $25,000. Non-winners of two lifetime. Of course, on the dirt. Everything in Aqueduct, on the dirt right now. Uh, Yeah, got a coupled entry here with Major Spin, uh, as well as the uh, 1A, uh, what is it? Uh, Ghost something, Ghostly uh, Prince. Yep. This is a pretty interesting race. I actually did play this race and I played it almost solely for the uh for the pace setup. What do you think of this race? How it's set up here.
1: I think that major spin is going to be forwardly placed if he can break, which he hasn't done as well in his last two starts, although he did rush up after not breaking as well last time. And I think that number five, John's protege with those blinkers going on, is going to put some pressure on this guy. I don't know that Major Spin is going to be able to actually continue doling out his speed because he hasn't been able to do that yet. We've seen him throw in the towel and other horses survive dueling with him and at least keep going like 42 Ace did a couple races ago. I just see a a regression from him lately and although he is dropping in for Um, a tag in the lowest level that he's been in. I don't love seeing horses that kind of start going backwards and aren't able to sustain the same speed that they've shown before. And I also don't think his stable mate's going to be doing him any favors either. This is a horse that also likes to be forwardly placed. I don't know if they're going to have this one sit just off of major spin, if they're actually going to run both parts of this entry. And I don't know how he's going to be helpful to his uh, his stablemate major spin in here if they are both sent early. So I imagine something is going to have to give with either of them. But I don't know if that's what either of them want to do. So that ultimately leads me to the number six, Cheeky Tico, who I think could be the one sitting off all of this. Is that where you were also inclined to go?
0: I actually, I, I liked uh, John's protege. I, I thought John's protege was actually going to sit off a little bit, uh, sit off the pace just a little bit. The way I saw it going was I saw the uh, major spin basically working to make that pace a lot hotter for uh, ghostly prince to come in from, from off the pace. That just seems to be like, if they're going to be entered as a coupled entry, that makes the makes the most sense. So I could see it heating up and then it just seemed to me like John's protege of the horses that would be coming from off the pace, I liked the price a whole lot better in this short field. Uh, I think it's going to be able to sit a pretty good trip. Love the workout pattern with a bullet coming in uh, before a little leg stretcher. Uh, you got Engelhard who's strong off the claim. Uh, and if he can get this horse to take a step forward to where it was when it was with West Ward, you know, whenever he had him, uh, then I think it could easily win this race. And I mean, has some, because uh, we have to mention the weather, uh, it, it should be kind of. You know, kind of crappy in Ozone Park, I think. Uh, so you know, has some great mud pedigree with Tapiture on the top line, and you know, out of Spates Town Mayor on the bottom line. So I, I liked uh, you know uh, John's protege uh, for a win bet twenty five ball you know dollars there.
1: All right, I was going to use both of them for my early pick five because. I feel as though with the blinkers going on and then those two works that seem to be much improved than the prior workouts that perhaps those were with the blinkers on, is there going to be more speed added to the equation with these? Are they going to still try to have him come from off the pace? I just wasn't sure what their plan was with putting those on him. And while Engelhart does have some good first off the claim numbers, he is 0 for 22 with the blinkers on, but this field is just not enticing enough outside of that, but I was still willing to add this one to the ticket at a little bit of a price. So uh, mainly just kind of going against that entry with the two outside horses.
0: Yeah. I, Chico Chicky Tico makes sense. It's a, it's one that I thought about hard, but I also never know. Like, I feel like you, you have to pay attention to Naira and be clued into which nota it is. Like, is it the hot nota? Is it like the nota that's winning everything nota or the, the not doing so well nota and it looks like he's only what six for 70 in this meet and so that's that's why I edge towards uh you know was it John's protege however uh I could be wrong and this could be the hot nota or the the like the the kindling that starts the burning hot nota um you know for for later in the stretch but yeah uh, I went with John's protege let's keep your pick five going actually let's go ahead pay a couple bills before we do that We're going to take a quick break here at the Notorious O.T.B. When we come back, we will go through the rest of Bankroll Builder Wednesday, show you how we're going to be allocating them dollars. We will be right back. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog is your home for off-season NFL best ball drafts, but they also got you covered for a ton of other daily games, including NBA, NHL, and PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favorite player props if they're not available in your state. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Welcome back to the Notorious O.T.V., brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's Bankroll Builder Wednesday. Time to get paid, blow up like the world's trade. And if you're just tuning in, it's weird that you just tune in in the middle of podcasts. I'm your host, Chase. i got Sarah El-Bodway with me. We're talking this Friday Aqueduct card, Friday, March 3rd, 2023. Sarah's pick five. Race seven furlongs, $80,000, maiden special weight. Set it up. Who do you got?
1: I'm going with the new Chad of the group. Um, Number two, D Hopper, the only first-time starter. In this field, and you don't love to see a four-year-old gelding that's debuting for the first time. That was a $280,000 Keeneland September yearling purchase. We saw him a little bit on the work tab when he was younger, kind of disappeared for a while. But lately, he's got some good works going on. He has a four-furlong gate breeze on the 7th of January that was a bullet best of 123. To me, that tells me this horse is doing fairly well and ready for this debut. Um, The dam won once on the turf at Belterra, the only full to race, didn't really do much running yet, but you've got a stallion in Cantharos who has some sneaky good numbers, Brant owns, Chad trains, Davis rides, and I'm just not overly enthused by a lot of these other horses that even the other Chad Brown entrant, the uh, number four opportunity set, he kind of didn't do much running last time in that celestial moon race, where Magical Ways and Predicted were in there as well. Even though his stablemate ran third in there, I just didn't really see him make much of a move. I know that race did come back very quickly, but I'm not impressed enough to take him over a new face to th- this group who has, you know, the same trainer. So I went with him. I get the Magical Ways interest enough. I mean, this horse has run some okay races, but kind of has yet to outlast others when forwardly placed i didn't love the regression from uh two back to last time out when cutting back it's a my racehorse horse you're not going to get a fair price no matter what and um there's only six horses so that's kind of where i landed it's a single with the number two
0: it was this race was just a hard pass for me because you have a few of these trainer names in here uh specifically brown that like uh the way that I make sense of this uh, world with my tiny caveman brain and make it feel comfortable for me to live in is I cook up conspiracy theories. So I'm looking at these Chad Brown horses and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, if you're, hey, if you was any good, uh, why aren't you in Florida? Huh? Huh? Why are you up here? What are you doing in New York? Should be in Florida if you're any good. Uh, you know, kind of like how you make fun of your friend who maybe, maybe made it to like the minor leagues, but didn't make it to major leagues, you know, and he comes back and his dreams are crushed, you know, how you do to your friends. Um, yeah, I, I think I've said enough on this race, uh, enough to say that it was a pass for me. Um, I didn't know what to make of it. Uh, it, another thing is just, it, it just, you have to ask the question of you know who can actually pass who's actually going and it just seems murky and i'd rather just put something like heavily invested into uh you know a couple of plays as opposed to blowing around in a horizontal where i'm sure to miss so let's go race 4 that was everything for race 3 right i didn't skip skip by right uh
1: that's all i got
0: <laughs> okay cool all right race 4 uh it is 1 mile $45,000 non-winners of something uh two somethings uh on the conditions Uh, State bred, optional claimer. Uh, I'm going to kick it off here because I I got a horse that I really, really like here. Uh, And I did like this race for the potential pace setup. Once again, that's if you ever look at how I pick the record, it's usually me looking for specific, like extreme pace setups. Uh and I love this race for a vertical wager, and I'm gonna try to tattoo and exact it here. Uh, because this pace looks fairly quick or you know, early with the one Shinful, the five, Tough Street, and the six Stone Creator. I think they're all going for the lead early. I think they all have to go for the lead early. And I think that this race falls directly to the horse that will sit right behind that early flight of horses stocking the early pace, and that's the four bust in bay. Uh nine to two on the morning line, has wins on off tracks because it should be sloppy uh baker it's another trainer who's uh, strong off the claim and he's also strong with horses that have won last race and i think the you know it took the starch out of the horse whenever put out huge effort at saratoga following a win uh at today's distance and it just looks like the horse is you know starting to creep back into the same sort of form that we saw this summer uh i love the two deep closers in this race at huge prices uh Curly Girl the two at twenty to one and Carmoca the three at fifteen to one is underneath plays under, De- uh, under Buston Bay because I think that Shinful, Tough Street Stone Creator are all kind of kind of duel each other out and you'll have Buston Bay over the top and you'll have one of those just like dink into second place for what I'm hoping is just stacks on stacks on stacks uh, for me with this exacta so I was a twenty five dollar win with the four Buston Bay and I was a ten dollar exacta with the four Buston Bay over the two curly girl and the three carmosha. So are we 45 in there? Yeah. I'm in for 70. Boom. Let's go. What do you think? what did you think of this race? How right am I?
1: I think that it's absolutely possible. Um, I think that if you have those three horses really going at it, especially stone creator and tough street from the outside, uh, that it would absolutely set up for bust bay next and all of what you're saying is completely logical i just have a hard time seeing that it's going to be that hot early because i don't know that they're really going to go at each other as much to set up for a horse like this who is stepping up again after having to drop down to be successful and, and has run some very credible races getting pieces of things at similar levels but i think that we're looking at a horse like stone creator who's trying to launch a decent four-year-old campaign that potentially does target some of those state bred stakes down the road after she was facing uh, a horse like Yoka's and finishing second her twice as a three-year-old in some of those New York bred stakes races. So I think that her debut last time while it was everything going her way and it was a fairly easy win for her um, and she's going to have to improve off of that effort to win again in this spot. I think that that's kind of likely the plan and she's probably looking to set up for a decent year. Now, plans don't always work out and a horse like tough street is one that has disappointed at short prices, uh, time and time again, and you can't really trust her that much. So I didn't really want anything to do with her. Um, if you want anyone else, to me, it is Buston Bay. I didn't see too much going on in posts one through three, and I didn't see enough of a pace setup for a horse like Karamoca if I didn't see one for Buston Bay. So I am going to go ahead and just single stone creator, but if you're trying to beat her, I think you picked the right one.
0: I like it, because it felt like a no with a yesy aftertaste that you just gave me. Like the real... <laughs> I think that's the... I. I used to work in wine tannins. I think they call those tannins. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
1: The legs when you have it in the glass and it swirls around and you got the little, uh, the red stain, staying there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so it's important, sure. important
0: to let it breathe. I you'd be, I, the I decanting that's no what more. that does. I, I, you would be surprised how much I, I know about wine. I keep it on the low. Nothing though, would cause...
1: surprise me about it.
0: I, I keep it on the low because I, I very much want to be like, you know, uh, America's Everyman, it's kind of like a Jimmy Stewart kind of kind of character, I suppose. Uh, minus be the being a war hero or a great actor. All right, how are you going to finish off this pick five in race five six furlongs, twenty five thousand dollars state bred maiden claimer, uh, foe the ladies, foe the fillies, uh, going six furlongs. Uh, another couple couple entry here with uh, was it Kaya Rasa and uh, Fulig, Fuligny? man they just really didn't want anyone to pronounce their horses names right did they did you choose any of the ludicrously named horses sarah uh
1: i did uh i've been trying to get Polygny home uh for a little bit now this horse has some good early speed and has come in a uh, second two times now third before that ran pretty well last time to flattering gal who ended up winning in there and um the race two back to i mean this horse has some good speed early, and I'm just hoping that this one can finally get the job done, but if not, you've got a stable mate right there to hopefully come pick up some pieces. The other horse I did want to use in here was the one who is dropping in for the tag for the first time, who just makes all the sense of the world, the number three, Bustin' Roxy, who didn't really do much running on debut, but that, that drop from maiden special weight to maiden claiming, always a significant one, and I like that they are dropping for 25, so they're taking a, a real dive off a cliff instead of trying to just gently, you know, bring this one down the ladder that they're kind of like, well, this one isn't fitting out where we thought she would. She's, you know, proven us that she might belong at a level like this and now switches barns as well. So a lot of changes for this one. And I think just an obviously mildly intriguing horse uh, compared to the rest of this field where nobody's raced that much, but I haven't seen anything uh, significant enough where I'm inclined to continue adding to my ticket. So you might have noticed that this ticket is extremely small and is only a uh, when I like some of these shorter priced horses and didn't see a lot of creative long shots within the sequence. That's kind of why I just wanted to bump up the base price of this ticket. So it's a $10 base, $40 total for this. If you somehow managed to get the second choice in the first race, Beat the coupled entry that's likely going to be favored in race two with one of those outside horses, particularly the five, get the short price, Chad Brown, firster, as well as the very obvious favorite in the fourth race, and then have some, some of those shorter prices in the fifth. At least you make a little something with a $10 base as opposed to just playing it for those 50 cents. So that's kind of just my strategy when I didn't have anything super exciting for the early pick five.
0: See, I, I really like having that strategy and, and it's something that uh, the uh, aqueduct for it during this time of year, but I actually love aqueduct for it for this reason is that I feel like with these short fields, I can get fair prices on things like, uh you know, ice cold exactas on ice cold daily doubles on these sort of like pick five sequences where it's like all right i know this horse is going to win this race i know this horse is going to win this race so like you can come in with just that slam mentality and as long as you're getting fair return for your money you know i'll play like an ice cold hundred dollar exacta in an aqueduct race where there's only five horses because i feel pretty confident i know exactly how those horses are coming in so i like what you're doing there all right Go ahead, rattle off that uh, that ticket one more time. Let's hear those sequence of numbers.
1: Uh, so we have four with five, six, with two, with six, with one, three.
0: Boom. You heard it here, folks. Go ahead. It was written in the stars. All right, moving on. Let's lay race six. It's a $50,000 optional claimer. Also going six furlongs. I had my final play here. And it's because I felt, I don't know if it's uh, March Madness, but I felt zaggy. I felt like zagging a little bit. Uh, not that I'm a fan of Gonzaga fuck Gonzaga, In fact, but I did feel like zagging. Wanted to put a little zag into it. Uh, so I, I thought that this was a really good place to do it. Uh, cause I do not trust this morning line favorite. The three, how's your cash flow at two to one face the winners for the first time. It has the pace set up for the race, but I'd much rather fade that two to one horse, uh, with a horse that'll be getting the same trip at a much better price. And it has some positive moves in its favor. Oh, my God. Let's bring it in with the funky grandma. Number four, Sicilian Grandma. Come from off the pace. Recently has a second place on a muddy track. Claim back from Mike Maker. Mike Maker had this claimed out from under him whenever he won with the horse as a two-year-old at Saratoga. Then it really went off for him whenever those connections uh, put it on a turf stakes or at Toga. And it looks like uh, Maker about Maker to claim this one right back at the right time when it's really rounding into form. So, boom. I'm done. I'm out tapped out with a $30 win bet on the four Sicilian grandma. My cheeky little zig move here. What do you think?
1: I took the horse that beat her last time. So I, uh, I can't have any knocks uh, on Sicilian grandma. I I am a big Curlin's choir fan. This is a tougher field than what she has faced. And I don't love that. Her uh, numbers aren't that good in comparison to some others in this field. And she's also going to have to deal with pace pressure in here, but I do like that she was able to deal with some pace pressure last time. Shipping up from Gulfstream Park was a private purchase out of that sixteen thousand dollar maiden claiming race. And for a maiden claimer for 16 at Gulfstream Park to debut, win by a decent margin after breaking fairly well, sitting just off the pace setter, and then opening up in that spot, then to come up to Aqueduct, run in the mud, go a little bit further, break from the rail a lot of changes for a horse for just their second start and to bump up in class two, then for the 3250. I mean, I just felt as though she was very game to have another horse hounding her early and still hold off a horse like Sicilian grandma and not let that one go by. So I wasn't in love with her against some others in this field as far as what we've seen from her before. But I think that if she does take a step forward in terms of numbers and shows that same tenacity that she has already i think that she's definitely a player in here and if she's four to one or even possibly a little bit higher i definitely want to win bet on her so i was going to do 20 to win on that one for race six and also close out i got some mixed in wagers through the pick five that we went through too. close out a pick three that i was going to do from four through six with just a six to one three to six for ten bucks too so twenty dollars total
0: all right Let's go ahead. You want to do a little recap here? Let's hit hit all of our, because you had a couple of win bets. Do you want to hit your win bets real quick?
1: Oh, yes. Okay. I think there's only one that I haven't uh, snuck in there yet, and that's actually going to be the first race. I will put 20 to win on the number four in race one, just because I don't think that horse will end up being the favorite. I'll take a little second choice money on uh, that one for race number one. So I think that's my total of $100, but that's not really my strong suit.
0: There we go. Well here I'm gonna rattle off my plays Sarah and Sarah come back through, give her plays. All right, race two I was a $25 win on the 5, Jones-Protégé, 5-1 to one on the morning line. Uh, then in race 4, I was a $25 win on the 4, Buston Bay at 9-2, to two, which, of course, these lines will move uh, if you're a rookie out there. If you look in and you say, why doesn't Buston Bay have 9-2 to two odds? Because you're looking at a pair pool, odds will change. All right, then I had an exact $10 for Buston Bay over the 2, Curly Girl and Karamoca. And then race 6, I went all in on everyone's favorite, the lovable Sicilian grandma, number four, $30 to win. I think I didn't write down the odds. I want to say the horse is like six to one.
1: I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. What did you have Sarah?
1: All right. So to start, we got the early pick five races, one through five. It's a $10 base. It'll cost $40 total. You're going four with five, six with two, with six, with one, three, 20 dollars to win on number four in race one that is west star five to two morning line 20 dollars to win on number six in race six that's Curlin's choir who is four to one on the morning line and then a pick three ten dollar base six to one three to six races four through six you got 20 bucks total
0: there we go it's you're hearing it from directly from a naira expert i'm going to start calling you that now a naira <laughs> expert how's that feel how does it how does it feel does it just melt over you like warm butter when you hear that
1: no it's not really in the job title but that's very sweet of you thanks
0: yeah yeah um also if you've never melted butter over yourself i do not recommend i do not recommend it sounds you know sounds like it's fun but you really run into like uh burns what? Yeah, and wanting buttery things all the time because you just smell of butter. It just seeps from this All right. Popcorn after this. All right. Well, this has gotten the adequate amount for us to say goodbye.